Brave New Media. Welcome to Brave New Media, a podcast series where public interest journalists and editors from around the world tell their story so we can understand the current information landscape and the likely future of independent media. In each episode, we hear from one media outlet and we learn from their setbacks and breakthroughs in delivering trusted information in the most challenging of environments. And we talk to a media specialist to reflect on each story. In this episode, we hear from Yasmina Cunha, who co-founded the Paraguayan media outlet, Al Surti. People are getting tired of reading bad news, and it's understandable. They're starting to look away, and there's plenty out there for people to get entertained, um, for people to replace the work of journalists. And we shouldn't, um, we shouldn't just offer the look of a dying civilization to our readers. I'm not saying that we should sugarcoat reality, but the thing is that if we don't tell the stories of resistance, the stories of organization and all the collective efforts to make our communities a little better, we're hiding them from the whole truth. Um, those stories exist, they're important, they're real, and I think that people deserve to learn about them. That was Yasmina Cunha on how Paraguayan audiences aren't engaging with negative news stories and how El Surte has responded to that by sharing uplifting and positive content. As you will soon discover, this is the great thing about El Surte their willingness to adapt their digital content to engage young people more meaningfully. But given how information flows in Paraguay are controlled by mainstream media and by algorithms, El Surti's journey hasn't been, and still isn't, easy. Now, El Surti's story starts in 2016, when Yasmina was working at an NGO that defended the digital rights of people in her country. At the time, Yasmina knew she wanted to create media content that works in the public interest and speaks to Paraguay's large youth population. But she didn't act on her idea until she and her colleagues at the NGO won a court case, which gave them a huge confidence boost to go and create Al Surti together. I met the other two co-founders um, during a campaign that we launched at the at the digital rights NGO against a bill that was uh, that they wanted the con- Congress and yeah politicians they wanted to get uh, metadata from all communications and store them for years. They said that the bill was necessary, that we needed to have a normative framework for that um, on security reasons. So um, we launched a campaign that, yeah, against it um, because we, we, we found it to be uh, against the Constitution, against our, our Bill of Rights. And, and we won. And uh, my colleagues were key. Uh, they're graphic designers and, and they're, they're great at, at communicating as well. And they help us, um, they help us design all of our, you know, um, um, flyers that we spread on, on, on social media against the campaign. That was the first time that I felt, wow, we can actually do things. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we might be young, but we can actually do things. And it sounds cliche, but I felt so, 
so powerful. I remember walking out of Congress when that bill was rejected. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. And I was, I felt like I was floating on the streets. I'm like, wow, what did we do? And and then we said, hey, we we can do this. Like, this can be really, this can be good. And news, and news, an independent news media outlet, you know, just, let's just go on social media. Let's um, take advantage of that. Um, we can do it. We're good at, you know, um, graphic design and, and, and writing. We can learn as well. We can for sure learn. And yeah. And now we're here. Right now, you can hear some of El Surti's stories. Stories that speak on the challenges Paraguayans face and how communities are trying to overcome them. From stories about community efforts to save water sources from contamination, to difficulties in accessing contraceptives, and community action to reduce the deforestation trend in Paraguay. <laughs> Alsurtis specializes in visual journalism, which they describe as a combination of quality reporting with striking and engaging graphics, images and memes. They pack all text and images on JPEG files which are easy to share on social media. All of this content is created by a multi-skilled team, including graphic designers, journalists, and researchers who focus on feature stories and on breaking down complex issues so they are easy to understand and share. To learn about Al Surti, its team, the stories it tells, and its audience, check out the show notes. Now, one of the reasons Al Surti mostly uses visual journalism is so that they can speak directly to Paraguay's young communities. Yasmina explains. A lot of Paraguayans and I think most um, most citizens actually access the internet via mobile, and uh, they use social media a lot thanks to free basic plans. I don't know if you if you heard about free basics. It's when um, when telephone companies um, provide free access to people to certain social media platforms. So for some people, um, um, access to the internet actually means just having access to WhatsApp or Facebook. To us, this has meant that we need to adapt all of our content for mobile and social media, uh, where young people are known to engage. And mobile data costs and low bandwidth also limit access. So um, despite the growing trend of reporting with video or live streaming, we choose less data-heavy formats like the JPEG file or scrolly-telling. Scrolly-telling is another less data-heavy format that allows users to navigate information and, you know, graphics or our graphics at their own pace um, with a gesture that uh, I, I always like to say this, that defines generations, especially millennials. <laughs> um, you know, the up and down movement of the thumb that we all know and we all do on, on social media. While social media helps El Surti reach its audience, using it as a distribution tool also comes with risks, as algorithm changes can mean posts won't be seen by audiences. Like when El Surti first launched on Facebook, their audience kept growing but that changed in 2019. That year was when the platform decided to boost even more content of 
you know, family and friends over other type of content, including news. And I noticed that change because before, in 2017, we used to reach an average of 20,000 readers per post. And by 2019, um, our reach decreased to 15,000 readers um, per publication on, on Facebook. Also, people that I know from the audience, um, they kept telling me that they just couldn't see us and on their feed. Um, they will say things like, you, you just don't show up on our feed anymore. What's going on? While El Surti's content can often be sidelined by algorithm changes, mainstream media, which is mostly owned by powerful business groups in Paraguay, have the resources to cut through and reach audiences, often by promoting influencers and by placing ads. All of this means that some mainstream outlets are able to dominate the conversation on social media, which gives them the capacity to launch disinformation campaigns. Once, the country's science fund, an independent think tank which was set up to collect data to inform policies, was targeted. I remember a couple of years ago, um, there was a disinformation campaign that started on social media and they were targeting the science fund in the country. And I remember different accounts just started to accuse scientists of publishing false information when, when they were doing that. Um, one of the victims of this disinformation campaign was a doctor. She was accused of, she was accused of lying about the effects of agribusiness activities on children's health from, from nearby plantations. They also accused some research centers um, of mismanaging funds that they had received to do research. What these think tanks had in common is that their work put into question the policies that actually benefit powerful economic groups in the country. Um, And finally, the campaign had a tragic effect, really. So they, they they got the president out of the public fund and they put another one that was that was um, somebody that the um, that private firms prefer a lot more than even though he said that he had no experience in, in research. So one of the few independent institutions in the country uh, fell again in the hands of powerful economic interests. So a disinformation campaign like that was just terrible. Um, it has been terrible. So um, that was a time when I felt, oh, it's it's so hard to um, to yeah to challenge um, disinformation and mis- misinformation on, on social media, and the platforms do so little to 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 counter this um, this this phenomenon. Um, so yeah, I felt very powerless. To try and compete for the attention of its audiences, Al Surti need to ensure their content is relevant and interesting. Yasmina and her colleagues put a lot of time, energy and resources into understanding and tracking audience engagement. Sometimes the results are surprising. 
Well, what we do is that every month we have a, a team, uh, um, two amazing, wonderful women who are in charge of community, and they they keep track of of engagement numbers and and you know the comments, the feedback that we get from the audience. And every month they come with a report and they tell us how we're doing and what kind of content has worked. It has happened to me that we have had a great story. We have managed to uncover details of about you know mis- mismanagement of funds or corruption, and I thought that that would get the audience really interested, and there would be an outcry, and then nothing happened. <laughs> and then I thought that some content that we that we prepare, so like uh, especially the ones that explain things. I will read our, our 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 publication and I will say, but who doesn't know this? Who doesn't know how to vote, for instance, or who 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 doesn't know that they are allowed to vote um, uh, since they're 18 years old? And then I see that that kind of publication has a lot of engagement, <laughs> and, and and it's surprising how many things we journalists take for granted. More and more people want to understand the news and they're actually looking away and they're tuning out of following the news because they say we don't get them, we don't understand them. (laughs) They're too hard to understand. So I think that um, it'll be good if um, if we put more effort into explaining things. We know that sometimes, yeah, those terrible corruption findings uh, they're not gonna get very far but but they have to be out there <laughs> it's important that they're out there yeah maybe people are not gonna engage as much with that because they don't want to read another bad story about corruption in our country but they have to be out there um, because if it's up to people well, yeah we will just publish kittens and I totally understand them <laughs> because I <laughs> I like kittens a lot so yeah <laughs> Alcurti doesn't believe that serious content has to be boring or dull. They know this kind of reporting can be attractive, engaging, and even funny. Uh, we fact-checked the president's speech, and we used memes to fact-check him. It was a very, very um, effective way of, 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 you know, telling people that he was lying, that he was right, that he was exaggerating, and we used memes for that. We had so much fun doing it. We laugh a lot at picking the memes that we will use to fact-check him. And I think that, um, yeah, that's a good indicator that the audience is going to like it. (laughs) Nowadays, Alcurti are increasingly using other mediums to connect to their audiences, Mediums that aren't controlled by algorithms like WhatsApp and podcasts. And to build a real relationship between themselves and their audiences, they host monthly events that take place online and in person. Those are um, strategies that uh, give us a lot of strength. When we gather with audience members who are so happy to read us, they're so interested, they're so enthusiastic, 
um, we are reminded that there is a world out there also beyond, you know, the algorithms. Also, um, social media environment can be very hostile. It's easier to get angry on social media at other people and, and at other people's points of views and opinions because you don't see them and you feel like the cost of just being uh, just being mean to somebody is is it's not so high on social media, but it's a lot harder to just have a very disrespectful discussion with somebody that you're actually seeing in front of you. Um, so that's why we really like to actually, you know, have these safe spaces every month. From speaking to Yasmina, it's clear that what is so special about Al Surti is their approach to audience engagement. When they're not getting the kind of audience reach they were anticipating, they don't just continue with the same method. They try different things, they get creative, and they have fun. But despite all the brilliant work they have done to better connect with Paraguayan communities, Hasmina believes that there are still ways for them to improve. Especially when the competition from mainstream media is so strong, and when changes in social media algorithms can make it a real struggle for their content to be seen. To help El Surti and others struggling with similar issues, I consulted with Michal Yastreberer, co-founder and director of Sembra Media, which is a non-profit organization dedicated to supporting digital media entrepreneurs. Michal, what would your advice be to digital media outlets like Al Surti who want to strengthen their relationship with audiences? My advice for uh, digital media and independent media in general is to find a way and to uh, have conversation with your community. Successful media have a clear purpose and they have no problem communicating it. This consistent mission, uh, usually a social impact, builds trust with their audiences. You have no idea how many media haven't even thought about their purpose. Can you give some examples of what you mean by social impact mm -hmm. and what sort of resources do you think you need for this? So it's actually about uh, communicating to your team how you want to impact the society and providing examples. Mm -hmm. Like maybe a local media wants to make changes in the, in the government behavior. They want to make uh, changes in the police. Maybe they want to make changes in the educational um, aspect. But basically having an internal report of the changes you've made in society makes you um, creates a space where you can not only let people know how you impacted the community and how relevant is your reporting, but you also can assess the the work you have to do better or you have to do more or less. Mm. It could be an Excel document. It could be a form. It could be done in a more sophisticated way. And that system can change with time, but it shouldn't be changing because 
you want to win a grant or you want to uh, take on a client. It should be really clear and specific to your organization so you can be consistent with yourself. I do think um, that builds not only trust, but also uh, a more um, engaging relationship. So I know that Yasmina and Alcirti's other co-founders are focused on audience participation. Mm -hmm. And they do have a team that measures how well they are doing at that. Which nicely leads me to my next question. (laughs) How important do you think having a multi-skilled team is to independent digital media outlets? One of the biggest issues independent digital media face is the lack of a diverse team. A media is a business and it needs to be a sustainable, social oriented business. And if you try to avoid that problem, it becomes worse. And sometimes um, journalists tend to think that the most valuable thing is to have a lot of journalists. But if you have a lot of journalists and nobody is building a relationship with the audience, nobody is distributing uh, strategically Mm. that content, if nobody is thinking about the sustainability aspect, it won't last long. And this is not my opinion. This is what we have been studying in the Latin American region. We've seen the the sustainability of the media improve uh, six times or six to nine times when they have at least one paid person in sales. Hasmina spoke about how mainstream media giants with their huge resources can launch disinformation campaigns on social media. Do you know of any ways that independent media outlets are tackling this issue? I think it's really interesting how uh, the alliances between media have have been proved to be very effective on fighting misinformation. We've seen El Surti allied with Cero Setenta in Colombia and distribute information around... Um, events happening in both those countries. And we also see networks like uh, LATAM Chequea that was founded by Chequeado in Argentina that uh, provides training and also uh, communication channels between uh, fact checkers around the region to help each other and to exchange sources and resources. Uh, to fight misinformation. I I don't think one specific media can change the entire problem of uh, disinformation campaigns, but they can fight misinformation uh, inside their communities. Mm. I think a lot of El Surti's growth has to do with smart alliances and they actually have like internal processes to assess what is a good or bad alliance and they really look into what type of resources they are missing and what they can offer and this is a really sustainable way to grow. 
So we got Hasmina to think of any questions she wanted to ask you. And she wanted to know how you thought Al-Surti can stop social media algorithms from becoming the editors. Mm-hmm. I mean, they already use other mediums not controlled by the algorithms like uh, WhatsApp, podcasts and meeting events. But what would you say to Hasmina? What I would say to Has is that they are in the right direction, um, using different platforms, um, reinforcing the relationship with your community outside the grid. Uh, it's also super important. And there's also, um, you need to check the level of interest from your audiences to towards your different formats and platforms you use. It, it's better to test it yourself that rather than depending on the algorithm. And do you have any final thoughts on El Surti's story that you want to share with us? El Surti is a great source of uh, inspiration for me. They are super impactful. They innovated in different um platforms in different uh, formats for the reporting. And for me, the most interesting thing is that they, even though they are in a small country, I hate to call it small, yeah. but in a, uh, in a limited um, environment, they got to teach and share so much with the entire region. They added value not only Paraguay, but also in the entire region and far more. That's it for this episode and for the series. If you enjoyed series one of Brave New Media, please do rate and review us. And do get in touch with BBC Media Action on Twitter to share your thoughts on what you'd like us to cover in season two. This episode was a Holy Mountain production for Primed. Primed is led by BBC Media Action, the BBC's international charity. It was presented by Mahataki and produced by Saskia Black. The executive producers were Mahataki, Boss Temple Morris and Paul Harper. The series' music was created by Alistair McGregor. The clips were provided by Al Surti. Brave new media.